Black Lives Matter is a big deal in 2020. Coincidentally enough, again, during an election. It's an interesting movement that I have been critiquing as well as supporting. I do support the effort to reform the police. I want to end police brutality. I want to put body cams on all police. I want better training. I want better vetting. The police need to be better. But to focus on the police is, um, it's fair enough. I think it's more constructive than focusing on racism or the hidden racism in all of our hearts or the systemic racism or the shadow of it from past overtly racist policies like slavery, segregation, redlining, etc. That's a little tiring, if you ask me. I think there's one policy that is racist that we should be focusing all of our attention on, especially if we do care about the lives of the underprivileged and the uh, disenfranchised. And that is the war on drugs. We have to end the drug war. The drug war is a waste of money. It is a foolish uh, global endeavor by countless countries and states to eradicate the use, the personal use of certain substances, certain plants and pills and powders that have interesting effects on the human brain and body. Why are we doing this? To what end? What are we accomplishing? What have we achieved? What do we hope to achieve with this war? We're achieving nothing but distress, uh, calamities across communities, and we are populating prisons with a disproportionate amount of minorities all because we're criminalizing the possession of drugs. Let's get into this. We have to end the drug war, and this is what the left should be fighting for specifically when marching for black lives, because it is the drug war that disproportionately affects black communities for whom we are supposedly caring about. If we really care, we have to be specific in our target, and that target should be to decriminalize all drugs and hopefully legalize many of them. I am coming at this right now from a social justice point of view. I'm gonna come at it again from a fiscally conservative point of view and from a civil liberties point of view. But to stay with social justice for a while because that is kind of the moment we're living in, it is unjust that certain people are disproportionately affected by this drug war. I've always grown up thinking this with my friends, that we could smoke weed in our suburban homes and apartments freely and not worry too much about getting arrested, whereas some kid on the wrong corner in the city can get harassed and arrested for having like 20 bucks worth of weed. It's ridiculous. It's unjust. And when I think about it now as an adult, it does make some sense that this certain corner is probably a high crime area that the police might be uh, surveilling and patrolling the area for violent crime, which is appropriate for police. Their job is to prevent, curtail, and limit violence. 
and that is what crime should be considered to be. Petty theft, mugging, robbery, armed robbery, uh, grand theft auto, grand larceny, assault, assault and battery, rape, murder. Those are crimes, obviously. And our liberal society is right to criminalize these kind of activities that infringe on other people's well-being. That's good. We should all be wanting the cops to prevent this sort of thing. And actually, black communities and neighborhoods want more policing because of this, not less. But the reason, I think, that this certain politically activist movement right now does want less policing is because of how bad policing is, but also because of what is being policed. When we police drug possession or selling, we're policing the wrong thing. We're policing an entrepreneurial activity. We're policing a market. We have a market. We have a stock market. We have a robust global uh, production of goods and services that we trade very vibrantly. And I think that the world is better off for it. I think it's great that we trade so much and that capitalism has actually brought wealth to a lot of places and continues to do so. But obviously capitalism is fraught with unforeseen problems. Workers' rights being impeded upon without uh, historical strong unions fighting for uh, better wages and better hours and better conditions. Um, unsafe products, dangerous services that if left unchecked can hurt populations which is why government intervention is very necessary quite often. Monopolies that gouge their customers, that take over villages and cities. There's all sorts of ways that capitalism runs awry. The worst is laissez-faire capitalism, pure capitalism, where the market sets the price and competitors fight quite violently for the consumer's attention. That is the black market. That is the current drug market. The illicit drug activity is sold, distributed in this kind of marketplace because it's unregulated. It's unregulated because it's illegal. But the demand remains. The demand has always remained. It will continue and it might even go up given the situations we are all in. We have to admit that. We have to recognize that billions of dollars annually are wasted trying to curtail this demand and that the worst of it is probably the drug cartels in Latin America, Central America specifically, and gang violence, fighting turf wars to sell drugs to people who are desperate for them. This is a market that needs to be controlled. It's a market that needs to stop being policed by the police forces throughout the country of the USA and the world. It's a problem for certain races more than others, sadly, but it's mostly a problem for the poor, the down and out, the disenfranchised, the underprivileged, who are often the ones turning to drugs to feel better. This is a health issue. This is a soul-crushing problem that we shouldn't be criminalizing. We should be caring. We should be providing services, social services, 
to people in need. Those people in need are often the poor among us. Those poor are often minorities. If we care about black lives and non-white lives, we should be caring about the drug war and ending it. This is the sign that we should be holding up and demanding Joe Biden take action on. Why is it a health issue? Well, think about it. All substances are health issues, food and drugs. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration oversees the safety and uh, making sure that it's created and distributed properly so that we don't hurt ourselves, so that we don't eat contaminated products, that we don't put toxins into our body needlessly. It's really too bad that only a handful of plants and pills and powders are outside the jurisdiction of the FDA. For some reason, this plant we can eat, this plant we can grow in our apartment, no problem, and this one is a Schedule One drug that carries with it fierce, ridiculous, minimum mandatory minimum sentencing in courts in most states still. Fortunately, that is changing. California, the West Coast, Colorado, and others are pushing through recreational uh, cannabis policies that decriminalize and even legalize that plant. But most uh, other illicit drugs remain criminal and carry with them really dangerous penalties. And when you have such penalties, only the most desperate among us will traffic in these endeavors. They'll do so for obvious reasons, just like any entrepreneur might enter a market for great profit. Uh, obviously, the risk involved is the criminal aspect of getting arrested, of getting put away for way too long, separated from your family and community. This is a problem. And again, if we care about people, we have to recognize that they'll make money as best they can, however they can, and that criminalizing this activity accomplishes nothing. It accomplishes nothing. It was started probably on racist grounds 100 years ago when opium was outlawed in California to uh, impede the Chinese community. Marijuana, as it was then suddenly called, to impede the Mexican communities. Uh, cocaine and heroin following suit. Uh, housewives could no longer do these drugs because black people were doing them, and Harry Anslinger, especially working for the government, this thuggish mob character, uh, going from alcohol prohibition to then all of drugs prohibition that continues to this day. This is all covered in an amazing book, by the way, called Chasing the Scream by Johan Hari. Read that book. It is... It goes in depth on everything I'm talking about here in a cursory way. There are racist roots to the drug war that are continuing to this day. The whole uh, school to prison pipeline um, really bypassing school in order to trade drugs instead on the street. This is a problem, obviously, and if we care about it, we should be ending the drug war. The racist aspect is the law itself that criminalizes drug use. There's nothing wrong with taking drugs. We all know that. We all have a beer after work or a few glasses of wine to celebrate an occasion. We might smoke weed and get high to relax 
We might do even more as we're young and partying. It's nice to expand your mind, to alter your consciousness. We all escape reality to some degree at whatever degree might be necessary. If we do it too much, we might become addicted. We might have nothing else in life. We might be really down and out on hard times. This is a health concern. We need to offer such people compassionate care. We need to offer them safe houses to do drugs, to inject perhaps uh, not their heroin, but something as a substitute, to do so cleanly in a healthy way. We need to get people on programs to rehabilitate them. Prison doesn't rehabilitate. Prison punishes. Why are we punishing drug use? Doesn't make any sense. The argument, and it is a conservative one, against drug use is that it contaminates your body, that it puts you on a sinful path, as it were, that it's uh, there's no place in a good, clean life for such activities. And I don't agree with this, but I can appreciate it from the point of view of a caring parent or a more upstanding friend. I can respect this attitude and I can even listen to it if I might be uh, in danger of taking too much, of indulging too much in substances to escape reality or whatever. And when that happens, we need people that actually offer sincerity and compassion to help such people. These people are now filling our sidewalks in our big cities. Homelessness is going out of control. Most homeless people have some sort of substance abuse problem, probably also a mental health problem. This needs to be addressed. We don't address it by criminalizing this behavior. We address it by offering compassion and a place to go and a social worker. We have to approach these things in this spirit. There is a fiscally conservative argument to be made here. It's hard to convince conservative people, conservative temperaments, uh, for the wholesale legality of sinful activities. But let me at least appeal to your fiscally responsible sensibilities. We are wasting so much money on the drug war, criminalizing these substances. So much money is on the table to be made, for profit even, by legalizing all drugs, not just the painkillers and the alcohol and the tobacco that are currently commercially traded legally already and abused in even higher numbers than the illicit street drugs. Why are we ignoring this market for legitimate businesses? Why are we leaving it to the black market? Why are we leaving it to drug cartels to sell to kids, to sell to the most desperate? It doesn't make any sense that we're doing that. It also hurts people even more so because they don't know what they're taking. In Berlin, Germany, where I live, in the robust party scene, we're still even lucky to have drug testing kits that can actually scan a substance and see if a powder that should just be cocaine, for instance, or ketamine might contain fentanyl, which is extremely dangerous. A few grains of it can cause death. <laughs> it's no laughing matter, is it? 
And this is happening too often, not that often, probably as often as a unjust police killing, but any is too often, isn't it? And we can prevent all of that if we let proper government agencies oversee the production and distribution to make sure that what people are taking is safe and clean, at least. You'll never prevent people from hurting themselves if they want to. You'll never prevent a suicidal person from grabbing a knife. You can't criminalize a knife. You can't criminalize the over-the-counter painkillers, a whole bottle of which can cause immense damage, obviously. You can't legalize, criminalize, uh, you know, liquid cleaning products that can be drunk out of desperation. People can hurt themselves. People can do what they want, though, in the end. We have to respect civil liberties. I don't quite see this as a privacy point, though I do think people should be allowed to do whatever they want in their own homes in terms of what they imbibe, in terms of what they do with their bodies. People should be respected. People's uh, autonomy, their individual autonomy should be respected in a free society. We should be fighting for that. We are not doing a good job of doing that. We have to leave people alone. The left and the right should be able to agree on this, though they disagree on specific points. The left comes at this with abortion. Keep your laws off my body, my body, my choice. The right comes at this with guns. Keep your hands off my guns. Second Amendment rights, the right to bear arms. I agree with both of these arguments on the grounds of civil liberty. Let people do what they want. And how is somebody taking drugs affecting anybody else? What's the difference between cooking a meal and cooking drugs? Bathtub gin, methamphetamines, they're both dangerous, potentially. They could become less dangerous if regulated. But they're dangerous at the root of their problem, which is desperation, which is an empty life. People seek rock bottom when they have little else going on. I'll tell a little psychological story here, an experiment done in labs. You have lab rats in cages. You have water bottles, two water bottles in one cage for one rat. One of the water bottles is clean water. The other is uh, diluted cocaine or mixed with cocaine, let's say. The rat drinks the cocaine water until it dies. What does it prove? That cocaine is super addictive? Actually, when compared to this next study, one wonders, you put that same rat into a different cage, still the two bottles of water, one with cocaine, but now in that cage are a lot of other things. Plants, one of those roller things, maybe even a friend or a lover to have sex with. And suddenly this rat has a lot to live for. It's not just in an empty cage. And suddenly, it drinks the clean water. It ignores the cocaine water. It tastes it, but in, it intuits that maybe it's not the best thing for it and that it doesn't need this kind of high anymore. We are those rats. We have the option to do the cocaine water. Some of us like to try it at least a bit. Some of us drink it exclusively and hurt ourselves. But this is not a crime. This is a testament to how we need to care more about people's lives and improve them, offer social services to help them. 
it's extremely important that we do that. We have to show compassion. This is an argument against the austerity measures introduced by Ronald Reagan and Margaret Thatcher in the 1980s. Reagan being a huge figure in the drug war, just say no. Abstinence only, sex education. This man and his wife Nancy and his administration of neocons has infiltrated our otherwise free society uh, live and let live attitude with this puritanical finger wagging annoying conservative behavior of meddling in people's personal spaces get out of here with that in between reagan and harry anslinger who kind of shared this like creepy you know obsession with other people's lives you had richard nixon in the 60s who really started up the drug war in a big way uh, making drugs public enemy number one. His angle was a little more pernicious. He was out for the votes of the fearful public. He preyed on racism against black people, but also against hippies, uh, more of a prejudice against this kind of freakish left who were doing drugs, especially mind-expanding drugs. And you had, against this counterculture, an extremely oppressive mainstream that ramped up in the 70s and then the 80s again with Reagan. And it's just sad to know how, how far we've been held back by these stupid policies that again have accomplished nothing but suffering. Stupid, pointless suffering on top of suffering. It's one thing to recognize that people on drugs might be suffering. It's a fair point, it could be true but it doesn't mean that the drugs must be criminal. It means that people need help. That's what it means. Drugs are just things that people like to do, just like anything. A hula hoop, a trampoline, a roller coaster, um, becoming a foodie, eating gourmet food, eating fast food. That's not good for your body. People do things, you know? Like, it's not the fault of this stuff. I mean, who's to even say what drugs are illicit and which aren't? There are so many prescription drugs that are more hardcore than things that are criminal. Nobody overdoses on cannabis. Nobody. It's not physically possible. People overdose on alcohol all the time. So we have this wildly inconsistent prohibition on very random substances found naturally on Earth or made in labs. But people are allowed to make things. People are allowed to tool around in their garages and in their sheds. It's not a problem so long as it doesn't hurt anybody. Even toying around with mechanics, no matter what they're making, is no problem. Unless they're trying to detonate it in a public space. Okay, draw the line. Maybe monitor it. But let people do what they want, you know? Let people do what they want. Help the people in need offer them services and care, and stop wasting money. It's just stupid. End the drug war. If you care about black lives, if you care about all lives, if you care about money, if you care about your personal well-being and your liberty, end the war on drugs. My name's Keith. I'm thinking aloud. Until next time, ciao.